What's powering your home and local cyborg kitten zoo? Part two. So, uh, on to this episode. <laughs> uh, we were just gonna kind of get into the basics of batteries this episode. Like, and as we learned from last episode, I have no idea how a battery works. Which makes you perfect for asking me questions. I'm very good at asking questions. Yes. That's like the one skill I have. We've discussed. discussed. You have many skills. No. But I do highly value your skill of asking questions. Thank you. Not everyone does. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so last time we were talking about chemical potential energy and sort of how you achieve chemical potential energy is you take a set of molecules and stuff and you put them in a configuration they don't want to be in as opposed to the configuration they really do want to be in. Mm -hmm. So the one they don't want to be in is kind of higher energy, and the one they do want to be in is lower energy. So if if you think about, like, if you're standing up, you're in kind of your high-energy configuration, and if you lie down, you're in your low-energy configuration. I love lying down. Yes! So good. Yeah, so that's that's how a battery feels. It really just wants to lie down. Poor batteries. I know. If you discharge them all the way, then they get to lie down. Just kill all your batteries, everyone. Don't, don't. Just put them out of their misery. <laughs> They've been standing too long. Let them die. I think I almost just said let them die. Yeah. <laughs> just combining the words lie and down. It didn't work out well I for me. I that a lot. And then I make up new words. Nice. Makes no sense. <laughs> so batteries are standing up. Yeah. I.e. Well, when they're charged. Yes. They're in, they're in a state of high energy. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you charge up a battery, and now it's in a state of high energy, and then you use it to run something. Like, you attach your battery to a circuit, or just, like, it's in your phone, and it's running your phone, and it's reverting slowly back to its state of low energy. By sending molecules through the circuit. It's sending electrons through the circuit. Sorry, electrons through the circuit. (laughs) Molecules are going through the battery, um, but that's inside the battery as opposed to outside the battery. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so let's, let's talk about that. So the question you're probably asking yourself right now is... Um, Why did I start listening to this podcast? I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm so teasing. Ooh. Ooh, shot through the heart. <laughs> I'm teasing. Okay. So the, the question you're probably asking yourself, other than why you're listening to this podcast, is why doesn't the battery just go straight back into lying down? Um, so there's three parts to a battery. There's the anode and the electrolyte and the cathode. The anode and cathode are both called electrodes. Let's, let's actually think about a lithium ion battery just because that's a real specific example and I can sort of tell you what's moving and where. So what happens in a battery, in a lithium ion battery when it's charging is that lithium ions are going through the battery to the anode. And in the circuit outside the battery, electrons are going through that circuitry towards the anode. So, so the lithium and the electrons are moving away from the cathode towards the anode. Okay. So that's, that's for charging. Now, when your battery is actually in use, so it's discharging, your electrons are flowing still outside of the battery back to your cathode, and your lithium ions are flowing inside the battery back to your cathode. Is the, so what I remember from chemistry is that the anode is the negative 
T-charged yeah. side, and the cathode is the positively charged side? Yeah. Is that only the case when it's, it's fully charged? So I, I wouldn't, sorry, I wouldn't say it's a negatively charged side and a positively charged side, but it's like the cathode is at a higher voltage than the anode. So like if you look at a battery, you'll see a little plus side on it and you'll see yeah. a little minus side on it. Yeah. The plus side's the cathode and the minus side's the anode. And that's that's just like the cathode's at a high, a more positive voltage than the anode. Okay. Sorry, can you repeat? When it's being charged, mm-hmm. it's going from the cathode to the anode. I have great news. I have mnemonics. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I love mnemonics. Okay. So I, I think about like, so when the battery is discharging or, or it's powering your phone, it's going back into its preferred state. Okay. Um, and so for a lithium ion battery, since the, the lithium ions and the electrons travel in the same direction, I, I like to think of it as like when they're relaxing, when they're discharging, they're going towards the cathode cathode C comforter. Okay. So they're getting in, they're snuggling up under the comforter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's cute. But when, yeah. when you're making them go towards where they don't want to go, when you're charging the battery, um, so putting it into its higher energy, sort of less desirable state mm-hmm. for these poor little electrons and lithium yeah. ions, you're making them go towards the aggravator or the anode. Okay. If these aren't working for you, I have a Harry Potter... Well, they were working for me, but now they're not. <laughs> okay. Did I tell you that I'm rereading a Harry Potter right now? Oh, whoa. wait, yeah, I think you did. It's very exciting. Did you tell me about spiders? Yeah, I totally forgot about all the spiders in the shit second book. That's perfect, because I was about to bring up spiders. Because, uh, you know what you don't want to go towards? Spiders. Aragog. Oh. Oh, you don't want to go towards the anode. The Aragog of the battery. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But what you do want to go to is a fluffy orange cat named Crookshanks. Not if you're Scabbers. That's so true. <laughs> Don't be Scabbers, everyone. Yeah, Scabbers is the worst. <laughs> I mean, obviously Voldemort is the worst, but Scabbers is pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Um, Alright, now that we have lots of analogies. So I'm, I'm the electrode or the lithium ion in this analogy, right? Electron I- or lithium Ion. Sorry, you said electrode instead of electron, but that's Oh, I'm fine. sorry, electron. I knew what you meant. <laughs> I'm, I'm an electron or an lithium ion, and I'm going towards an electrode. Yeah. And in the case where I'm getting charged, I'm going towards the anode because it's a higher state of energy, and yes. I don't like it because it's also Aragog slash the agitator. <laughs> yeah. Which is like... Kind of a great name for, like, a, a supervillain? The Agitator. You know what? The original thing I said was Aggravator, but Agitator is so much oh, better. Sorry. No, no, you just made it better. Somehow your analogies are working for me remembering the actual material, but I don't remember the analogy. <laughs> Legit. Um, and when you are using your battery to power your phone is when the electrons mm-hmm. and the lithium ions are flowing towards the cathode or getting snuggled up under that comforter slash going towards an adorable kitty named Crookshanks. Yeah. So so we're still we're still looking at the question, why can't the lithium ions and electrons just go back towards the cathode when they're not connected to a circuit? Were you wondering that? Sure. <laughs> Leading question. There's isn't there a barrier that like is Sorry, no? Yeah, no, totally. That's a great way to think about it. There is limited knowledge that I have for my chemistry classes. That's, from that's great. Ago. 
No, that's... And one of them is there's a barrier, like, pretty much in the center of the battery. <laughs> yeah. Separating the... So, that, no, that that's a great way of talking about it. Okay. Um, so that barrier is the electrolyte. There's... Basically, the barrier is the electrolyte, because the point of the electrolyte in a battery, so in specifically a lithium-ion battery, the point of the electrolyte is it can let lithium-ions through it, but it won't let electrons through it. Okay. So they're forced to go around the circuit. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. just directly connect, which is, like, the easiest path for them, probably. I'm, like, bringing in knowledge from, like, geometry, yeah. where, like, the shortest it, path is the easiest path. No, yeah, it's it's not so much... It's... it's Okay. Good clarification. It's not that the shortest path is the easiest path. Okay. It's just that you're not necessarily providing a path for the electrons at all. Okay. So if you just have a battery sitting on your table and you don't, like, take a wire or a circuit and connect one end and the other end, yeah. the electrons can't, like, they, they can't travel through the air. Yeah. They're not going to go outside of the battery. They're just going to stay where they are, which means that the lithium ions are also going to stay where they are. Why do they stay where the electrons are? Yes! Okay. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Were you expecting me to ask? I was going to have to explain it regardless, but I'm, I'm just glad that you confirmed that it's a... Yeah. Worthwhile question. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, the answer to that question is charge balance. So... Oh, boy. <laughs> Like, what is charge balance? Thanks, Anna. You're welcome. <laughs> um, uh, charge balance states that positive attracts negative. Okay. That's basically it. And negative attracts positive. And lithium ions are positively charged? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's a... Thank you. I should I, have said that. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, lithium ions are positively charged. They give up one electron, and then they are lithium plus. Okay. One plus. Cool. The... Uh, that's pretty basic, though. Like, positive and negative mm -hmm. attract. Yeah. And, and also, so. positive repulses positive, And negative repulses negative. So as soon as uh, you create a circuit, electrons start flowing, which means that lithium ions are no longer sort of attracted as much to the anode. Yeah. And start flowing back towards the cathode. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if you think about, like, maybe just one particle moving at a time... Um, if you have your anode and then one electron is like, bye, now that anode is just ever so slightly positively charged. And so... And one lithium ion is like, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. And the the cathode at that point is just a little bit negatively charged so that that lithium ion is like, oh, yes, I'm going. I'm going that way. Okay. Um, so we covered that anodes... Oh, you know what I didn't cover? Just because I'm a materials person... I just want to talk about the kind of materials that, that you'd find in each part of a battery. So the anode and cathode, um, what you need from an anode and cathode is they should be able to conduct both lithium ions and electrons. When you say that they need to be able to conduct both, what would prevent them from conducting both? Um, so like if it was an insulating material. Okay. But uh, lithium metal, for example, is it's a metal, so it conducts electrons, and it also is made of lithium, so, like, lithiums can leave and come back any time. Does that make sense? Cool. Um, so that's that's true for the anode and the cathode. Um, and for the electrolyte, that needs to be able to conduct lithium ions, but not electrons. Okay. So typically what you would use for... Did I say electrolyte, or did I... I think you might have said electrode. The, uh, I do the that all the time, everyone. <laughs> it is hard. Electrons, <laughs> electrodes, and electrolytes Yeah. all start the same. I... 
if you weren't, if you didn't notice. <laughs> I, I first sort of started working on batteries like three, a little more than three years ago, and I'm still saying electrode when I mean electrolyte. So if, if anyone's feeling sad about not understanding batteries right now, it's me too. saying it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, so the anode and the cathode, which are the electrodes, mm-hmm. have to be able to conduct both electrons and lithium ions. Yes. But the electrolyte absolutely cannot conduct electrons, but it yeah. needs to conduct the lithium ion. Yeah. And that's otherwise it would be rendered useless. Yeah. So that that is a little bit of a simplification, just because like most things will conduct electrons just a little bit. Okay. Um, but it as long as it's just a little bit. Like like a battery just kind of sitting there will discharge itself over time, but hopefully very slowly. Okay. And but, so you want to pick the best material for that. Yeah. The thing that's... The electrolyte. To be more specific, not just the thing. The electrolyte. Yeah. That's least likely to let the <laughs> electrons go through. Mm-hmm. Cool. So typically what the electrolyte looks like is basically a salt dissolved in a solvent, and salts are chemicals that are made up of positive and negative ions. Like NaCl. Yeah. Sodium and chloride. Yeah. Yeah, table salt is a salt, it turns out. Turns out. It turns out. <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> but yeah, so um, like a typical electrolyte salt for, for a lithium ion battery would be like I think LiPF6 is a common one. So like Li plus is the one ion. And then PF6 with one minus is the other ion. Li is lithium. What's PF? Yeah. P is phosphorus. F is fluorine. It's a compound. And yeah, you just have these like floating around in the liquid. And you can probably imagine like it's easy for a lithium ion to like move through the liquid from one side to the other side. So when you say a salt is dissolved in a solution. Yeah. Again, I'm... It's been a while. But when something gets dissolved, does that mean that the atoms break apart from each other? Or do they continue to stay? Does, like, the salt continue to stay? Yeah, the ions then kind of become independent of each other. So, like, the lithium ion is just kind of floating around. It's not traveling with a buddy. It's not, like, traveling with a fellow PF6. They're not, like, hand-in-hand jaunting around together. (laughs) Awesome. But it just means that the lithium ion, the positively charged lithium ions are... Going to move in the direction of one electrode yeah. or the other. Yeah. And they'll, you know, they'll still, like, kind of, as they go, they'll be experiencing attraction to the PF6s they see around them. Yeah. But... As they're walking through the nightclub, they might see <laughs> some very cute see other some... electrolytes. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, okay. sorry. Electrolyte materials. Yeah. There's, sorry. sorry, there's, there's like a mushroom called a ringless honey, and ever since I learned that this exists, I just want to refer to all single people as ringless honey. It's That's a, a really great name for single people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look at that cute ringless honey. I know. But yeah, I was just thinking about how, you know, the lithiums are going through, like, looking at all the ringless honeys, but ultimately making their way to the cathode or the thanode, depending where they're going. Because the electrode is the one that they really want to be committed to. Until they are no longer committed to that particular electrode and they go back to the other electrode. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of mon- monogamy in chemistry. Everything breaks up eventually. This is, that sounds very profound. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, one more thing I wanted to note. I said that a typical electrolyte these days is going to be a liquid... 
Solid electrolytes are also a thing. I was going to ask. I was thinking about it earlier, but it didn't seem like the right time. <laughs> I know that you study solid electrolytes. I do study solid electrolytes. And I didn't even know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to find out more. Yeah. What that means. Yeah. So just, just a side note real quick. Um, probably if you're not chilling in a battery context, when you hear the word electrolyte, you're probably like Gatorade. Yeah. What electrolyte really means, I, I I think it literally just means like a salt dissolved in something else. So like Gatorade. Which is Gatorade. Yeah. You get like salts and stuff that you need. Yeah. For your brain functioning and your body functioning and your heart functioning, oh. as we discussed earlier. We got another psychology throw throwback. Throw. It's not a throwback. Throw it's a yeah. Highlight. <laughs> Unless you hate psychology, that might not be a highlight Ooh. for you. Um, Bummer for you. <laughs> Um, no, I love psychology. No, I mean, just like the listeners. the listeners, yeah. yeah. Um, right, so Gatorade. Yeah. Electrolytes. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there just because this definition of like a liquid with salt in it isn't what it means in the battery world. What an electrolyte means in the battery world is really just like a substance that will conduct whatever ions you're trying to get it to conduct, but it, like it won't be so conductive of electrons. And it is always salt dissolved in a solution? No. No. Liquid electrolytes are... But okay. solid electrolytes. Oh, right. Um, the point of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, so this will just be some kind of probably a ceramic structure. I, I guess ceramic because, like, if it's a metal, then it'll let electrons through. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's also polymer electrolytes, um, which are kind of solid. Polymer just means, like, a plastic, right? That's that's an example of a polymer. I, okay. I think a polymer just means, like... Polymers have building blocks, and, like, a polymer will be made of many building blocks. So we're talking, like, really big molecules. But not anything can be a polymer. Like, butter has building blocks that are, like, stacked. That doesn't make butter a polymer, right? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I'm questioning everything. Is butter a polymer? I'm assuming not. I always thought polymers were something that chemists made to, like, build things like plastic. Oh, there are... There's polymers in nature. I think cellulose is a polymer. Oh, okay. I think that's something I read the other day. Okay. But I still don't know about butter. I just know that butter is, like, molecules stacked. Cool. I'll Google it. Next episode. (laughs) Yeah. Tune in. We'll tell you about butter. Cliffhanger. (laughs) So, going back, you were talking about, like, it can't be a metal because that conducts electrons. Yeah. Um, It could be ceramic. Could be a ceramic. Or a polymer. Or a polymer. So, I know that there are these things called capacitors when you're talking about electrical yeah. impulses that are, like, it's a material in a circuit that, absolutely correct me if I say this wrong, but sort of, like, regulates the rate at which electrons can flow through that circuit, correct? A capacitor does that? That's yeah. what you're saying? Um, it, like, I think that's makes, fair to say. It prevents it from going at the speed, pace that it wants at a certain point, a capacitor in a circuit, like if you're trying to flow a current through something, like yeah. current will just stop flowing at a certain point. Okay. But I assume, so like, there's I assume like a charge builds up and as, as we know, charge doesn't really like to build up. So it, it creates a voltage and eventually like whatever voltage you're inputting into the circuit is matched by the voltage of the capacitor, at which point no more current will flow. Didn't entirely understand all of that. That's okay. I'm actually really proud because I feel like I, I said it correctly, even if not understandably. <laughs> that's something that's <laughs> impressive. Um, okay, so, but the sort of material that you would need in, in the capacitor would be like, if it was something like rubber, it would completely stop the flow, right? So that's, that actually is the idea in a capacitor. Like, y- you've got, you've kind of got like two plates, and 
how it's kind of represented in physics classes is there's nothing between the plates, so there's no way for electrons to get through. There's material between plates, typically, right? I think in real life, yes. Okay. And the material prevents the flow. Yeah. So it would be something like rubber. I did not realize that ceramic could conduct materials. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of, like, having a material that lithium ions can diffuse in. Yes, I, I wasn't going to get this far into it in the first podcast, but let's do it. Oh, I, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's actually the second podcast, so never mind. We're good. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> go knee deep in. <laughs> um, so materials, which are what I study, I love them. What I like about materials is you get to find out what like small-scale stuff is making the material have the properties that it has on the scale that you can observe. So if you have like a crystal structure that includes lithium... So if you have a material that has lithium in it, if there's some vacancies, that means like sometimes the lithium isn't where it's really supposed to be. Um, and that can happen for a bunch of reasons. Um, so maybe there's a vacancy of something else nearby and like the charge needs to be balanced. So there's also a vacancy of lithium or some other reason. So lithium, a lithium ion that's near the vacancy can hop into that vacancy. And that's how it would flow through... A, a solid. Yeah. Can I ask, does a solid electrolyte have to be like a brittle material? No. So as I was saying, some polymers, I guess I haven't like spent time with polymer solid electrolytes, but um, I think they're not brittle. Okay. I just think of like, so solids have sort of a structure where they're like kind of in place. <laughs> That's what makes something solid as yeah. opposed to like liquid or gas, right? Yeah. So it just seems crazy to me that you would have like things out of place and if you did have things out of place it seems like it should be like more easily broken but maybe I'm like equating sort of molecular structure to like what we can feel on a perceptible level and that may be like the most stoner question I've asked in a long time. No this is great this is this is stuff that I take for granted because I study what's happening on small scales. Um, So so if we want to talk about thermodynamics for a second. Always. Um, things usually want more entropy, which means more disorder. Okay. So if you have, if you have a crystal structure, which like nominally is a specific structure with like everything in its proper place, Mm -hmm. it's likely that it's still energetically favorable to have some like, um, some vacancies. There's other defects, which other defects can also kind of help with diffusion and conduction of lithium ions. I just, I brought up vacancies, but I, w- I want to be clear that that's not the only thing. Um, but yeah, so like, you've got defects in this material because it's energetically favorable because when, the, like having some defects in there increases the entropy. Okay. Cool. Because if, if it's just like a perfect material that's like, so like, that's not as disordered as it could be. So all solid objects have these things? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it really comes back to like just the same as um, we were talking about earlier about liquid electrolytes, Mm -hmm. it just has to be, like, relevant to sort of the ion that you want to be able to flow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you had a solid electrolyte that conducts sodium, you wouldn't use that in a lithium-ion battery. Okay. Was that your question? Uh, Yeah. Well, first of all, I think my question was, like, a stonery question that can't be answered, but yes. (laughs) I think you answered (laughs) the best version of my question. (laughs) Um... Oh, so just just a quick note. So 
and just talking about entropy and defects, I just want to point out sort of why having a defect in there means you now have more entropy than otherwise. It's because like, so if you have a like a perfect material with nothing wrong with it, there's only kind of one configuration that all can exist in. If you throw in even one defect into like a mole of material, so like a mole being six times 10 to the 22... <laughs> Like I that. should know this. Six times Fun to fact. the 23rd? 23? Maybe, yeah. Basically a, lo- a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of mole- molecules in a mole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> anyway, so um, e- even if you only put one defect in there, and that defect could be anywhere where there would be a lithium atom or ion, that's six times 10 to the 22 possibilities, assuming one lithium atom per unit formula. So that's that's a huge increase just in the possibilities of what this material can be. And that's what, what entropy kind of is, is like having more options. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's really hard. It's very statistically unlikely for things to be formed perfectly. I guess there's, there's like an energy assigned to every, I'm trying to think how to explain it. I think we're getting further and further down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, I'm like, I'm, I'm done with everything I wanted to say. I'm just oh. answering questions. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we don't have to fully answer this question today. We can always come back to it later. I just have a lot of feelings about entropy, but I don't think I can explain it today. Okay. Yeah. No okay. worries. We can always talk about it later. Cool. Cool. Because I honestly lost track of what you said that started that question. Okay. And so that probably means that I've asked too many questions. <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, maybe maybe I'll read a little bit on entropy and we can talk about it in another episode. Great. Okay. I would like to learn more about entropy. Sweet. <laughs> um, how do you want to sign off? Ooh. Well, did you have more questions? I don't think so. Okay. I think we're good. I feel like I have a significantly better grasp of how a battery works. That's awesome. Than I did even like an hour ago. Oh, yeah. I also, I actually, I do want to throw out here, um, when I, when I like initially decided I wanted to learn how batteries worked, it really took me some time. Like I would learn it and then the next day I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> so I really just want to emphasize if you don't understand what's going on right now, or if you wake up tomorrow and you don't remember anything, that's, don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're destined to not understand batteries. It's kind of unintuitive. It's not intuitive, yeah. Batteries are challenging. They're challenging, much like a lot of things. <laughs> I, it's just, you know, they kind of seem like they should be simple, and they're just not. So, like, don't don't worry about it. They're really not. Keep our mnemonics in mind. You want to sum them up, Anna? So you have lithium ions and electrons, mm-hmm. and they are going to flow from one electrode to the other electrode. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, two electrodes are anodes and cathodes, mm-hmm. and anodes are the, I think I call them agitator, but yeah. you call them the aggravator. Yeah, it works um, either way. Or Aragog, the giant scary spider from Harry Potter. So the electrons uh, and lithium ions don't like to flow towards the anode, mm-hmm. slash Aragog, slash agitator, slash aggravator, because... Uh, well, because it's a giant spider, but also because that is the high energy state. Yeah. But once it's in the high energy state, the low energy state, the state that the electrons and the lithium ions like to be in, is back towards the comforting cathode. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the battery is being used, 
that's the direction it goes in. But when it's being charged, it goes in the other direction, back to the high energy state. Yeah. Nailed it? Nailed it. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So I think next episode we'll probably start talking about, like, what makes a state high energy. Like, why, why are some materials better for anodes than for cathodes? Or I guess that's not exactly the right way to put it. But, like, why, if you put two materials together, why will one of them then be the cathode and one of them be the anode? Okay, cool. Yeah. That is a question that I kind of had in my head. Oh, perfect. So, great segue. (laughs) See you later, listeners. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. What's powering your home and your electric feline friend? 